Good morning, good morning, good morning to all my listeners. This is Lady Lou, and this is Music Over Poverty Podcast. Um, you know, today's episode, this you know, this morning's episode is going to be um, something that I really think that needs to be brought to the forefront. I think that it's really being ignored, um, especially in the um, black community. You know, it's really starting to affect us as people. And this is something that I think we should work on changing because it's only going to get worse. Um, so and I, so I want to talk about black women who emasculate their sons and their husbands. And I, I really want to get down to the deep and depth of it, you know, um, first talking about the roles that I think should be played with each, um, individual sex. So coming up, it was kind of, you know, the regular, the natural way the men was, you know, the man is the leader, the woman, you know, is the nurturer. And, you know, after he has battled all the battles of the world, you know, he comes home to that peace, to that nurturer, you know. And this has worked for us mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you know, and to see how relationships are now today and with the, you know, women empowerment movements and, you know, women gaining their rights and things like um, of that nature. And one thing I want to say about that when I'm speaking on black women and about rights, it wasn't so much when black women were fighting for rights, they weren't fighting for rights against the black man. They were fighting for rights against the white man, being denied the rights against the white man, because even the white man was denying his own women. Um, So when we start having these feminist conversations in the black community, it's really, it really puzzles me because black women, um, I think has a, a issue when it comes to them not getting what the black man gets. And again, it goes back to them being on a level mentally where they have this sense that they are equal to man. And they are not. And we are not. Um, And when I say that, I mean it in the most humblest way. And as a black woman with daughters, um, I would never want to be a black man. I don't want to be equal to him. I don't want to. I want to be able to stand by him and compliment who he is, who we are together. Not so much because I want to walk in his shoes. And I think that's the issue when a woman starts emasculating her husband, you know, with that mentality, oh, I make more money than him, you know, um, he's sensitive. It's even been a time where I use the term and sometimes still do kitchen bitch, you know, um, I really need to do some more research on that term that I've been using since a kid because it was, 
told to me. I heard it coming up from the older people around me. Referring to a man that is not an alpha male. Um, a man that gets caught up in female drama. Almost like a homosexual man. But he's heterosexual. He just has homosexual ways. If that makes any sense to people that um, are not familiar with the term kitchen bitch. And when I've realized um, in doing my studies on this topic and writing my notes, I realized how damaging that has been to someone in my life, um, an ex of mine, that was a term that I used on him very fluently when I was upset about him talking to like his female friends about our relationships and things like that and I didn't even realize that I was emasculating him knowing that that's the type of childhood he came from you know having um, conversations with him about his childhood and the way he was brought up, you know, with a emotionally detached mother that emasculated him and his brother on a daily basis. Um, it really, you know, that can, having that control over man for whatever reason she was lacking it in her life, not having that control or men using her or whatever led her to treating her sons that way whatever leads black women to treating their sons that way it definitely comes from a deeper space and it has nothing to do with their sons but their sons reflect the pain of someone that brought them a lot of pain probably is from their fathers um and more than likely it's because the mom has you know daddy issues or issues with the father of the children and they tend to um, take it out on the sons. Breaking down the black man, um, not allowing him to have that control that he was of himself, you know, because men are naturally, you know, strong. You know, that, that's the way they're born. And when they're being beat down, and control is stripped from them, it puts them in a different mindset. And what what puzzles me about that is when these boys grow up to be woman haters, you know, torturing, raping, murdering women, you know, it's a shock and surprise to the mother as if she didn't create that monster. Um, when the son is one of those men that puts his hands on women. Where he, you know, gains control of the mind of a woman so bad that he can beat, he's just beating her down mentally because that's the way he feels about himself. And that rage comes from the rage he has towards his mother. And again, 
when we talk about these issues and domestic violence and things like that, nobody talks about the mental condition that the man is in. And I'm not saying domestic violence is okay under no circumstances. My listeners that's been following, you know, listening and following since I started this podcast know that I lost my best friend to domestic violence and I am a survivor and so is my mother. But we have to, you know, we have to have these conversations with compassion and understanding and understanding that both woman and man is human and both entitled to mistakes and both entitled to examination of the brain and upbringing to understand the dynamics of their situation or if if the relationship was toxic or not, if he was always like this, if he was abused as a child, if he was abusive to his other women, um, whether it was physically, mentally, emotionally, verbally, you know, these things need to be talked about. And it starts from them being emasculated from young boys up until grown men because women, black women, have a sense of entitlement to whereas they can talk to the man any kind of way and that goes from the pattern of them watching their mothers do it not not knowing the correct way to speak to a man not having a father around to be taught the correct way to speak to a man you know all these play a part in the mindsets of our people when we're making decisions and we're speaking to each other and we're putting these words and energies out into the world black women really need to stop it um, because the enemy is already attacking the black man through the schools you know through the, the through the music through, through the prisons through the streets you know you see black men in Hollywood dressing like women red carpets whole dresses on this is the emasculation of a male and that is coming from that Stockholm syndrome from their oppressors that they're working for and selling their souls to to, to, to this day that's where that comes from comes from the just the slave mentality to even want to be a black man and look in a mirror and as you in a mirror you putting on a dress I just I will never understand how some of our men get to that point but I understand when you in that lifestyle and you know you are your bosses are you know gay white men Europeans gay white European men with wives you know, this is the lifestyle that they live and, and that's their culture and it's being forced and has been being forced into the minds and communities of black African American people. And the number one tool that they have used against the black man has been a black woman. So it has got to the point where they the falsely made women, black women, believe that they were in a more powerful position than their own kings. So there is no respect there. The black women don't respect the black men. The black men don't respect the black women. Not in all cases. 
I'm not speaking for all my people because some of my people got their head together and understands the royalty of the melanin. I'm speaking about the women that's taken upon the roles of the black man for whatever reason. You know, and it's not for whatever reason. I'm just, sometimes I just get lost of word um, when thinking about all this. Because I, then I see, I sit back and I watch what's going on in the communities. How the fathers have been shut out of some homes with their children because the mother is now a lesbian. And now it's a woman. trying to pretend she's a man or she's as masculine as a male Um, and now she's the male of the household it's a simple delusion it's all in the mind you know they're thinking having these thoughts, manifesting these thoughts taking hormones and all these things so that's why when you see a girl Sometimes you have to double look and make sure that's really a girl, not a boy, because their futures start to change with the hormones and the manifesting it in their brain, so their body's starting to listen. It's it's serious. It's some real shit. I came from that. I seen it. I see it every day. I see women transgendering into men and men transgendering into women. This is all from the emasculation process that ha- that's been going on from the enemy. And this these are the after effects of it. These are the results of what happens. So what I'm saying to my black sisters is at what point are we going to take a stand for our kings and not stand on our kings? As if like they are something from the bottom of our shoe your sons that you're teaching to love women to nurture to to be there to be the provider you know men usually marry women that remind them of their mothers what are you reminding your son of what type of woman is he willing to marry what type of woman will he be bringing around what type of woman will he be having children with This all starts from us. The root of the tree. It starts from us. We have planted these seeds in our communities, in our homes, in the minds of our children. And it's time that we change this. The emasculation of the black man has gone too far. There's nothing we can do about those that choose as adults to do that and that community with the Europeans it has nothing we can do about that but what we do have control over is what we install into our children the ones that we raised from birth we are responsible for the adults children teenagers that we are molding and raising in this world we are responsible for that So no, your son is not a motherfucker. He's not a bastard. No, he don't need to be kicked out on the streets. 
because he's not responding to your abuse the way you want him to. Because, you know, boys grow to be men. And then after that part, you know, once that happens, there's really nothing you can do with them after 14, 15 years old. Unless you keep them in a good space. And they're mentally. We are losing teenagers every day out here to drugs, um, homosexuality, gun violence, prison. It's a sad, sad world in the black community right now. This time right now. You know, we have like two sides to everything. It's a lot of successful black men, you know, who have fought through those barriers to get where they want to get. And I salute my kings for always being who they are and kicking down doors no matter how many times the enemy tried to build them up. But there are also brothers out here suffering. And a lot of that pain started at home with their mothers, with the black woman. So with this topic, um, I'm really not through with it yet. Uh, I still have some footage that I want to watch, some footage that I want to share with y'all. If you are not following me um, on Instagram, go follow me now at LadyLu215, and there will be a clip that I played relating um, to this topic because this is going to be maybe a one or three episode on, you know, this topic because I want to get some more feedback from my listeners, you know, um, and a lot of people that's on the internet that's responding to this. I think because this is something that needs to be talked about, you know, um, parties needs to start being held accountable in the black community and as a black woman I've known and my not knowing I have caused damage to my community um, not any um, like I haven't killed anybody or anything of that nature but I have you know sold drugs you know um, I have disrespected my own kind I have hurt my own kind in in physical ways, mental ways, emotional ways, you know, and as I grow and and keep studying and and keep reading and keep learning and my spirituality grows, you know, I realize how much of an effort I want to make to clean those things up. Um, Even though they were years ago, it's still a learning process and you realize that you were doing more damage than helping You know, even when I was, you know, hindering some people by being, you know, a person they can always come to where I wasn't pushing people enough or I kept relationships that I knew I wasn't supposed to keep and speaking to my people in a certain kind of way, carrying myself, myself, excuse me, a certain kind of way based off the lack of miseducation and not knowing, you know, engaging into certain activities, sexual with women. Uh, It's just a lot. You know, I come from a lot of not knowing. And now that I know, 
you know, I'm constantly pouring it out because I need this to help me advocate for not only my children, because I have daughters, my nieces, the young girls that's watching me, the grown women that look up to me, you know, um, I just want to lead that way. I want to live in my being, live in my gift and share it with the rest of the world. And I'm thankful to have a podcast platform to do so, to talk about these issues, um, to address these things and, you know, put everything on the table. Because if we don't stand in our truths and our reality, you know, we'll keep living in this insane, you know, this insane delusional world where everybody's out of touch with who they really are. And what triggers them and what their triggers are and what, what their trauma is. And if we start to have these conversations, you know, this is that's a healing. You know, weights weights can be lifted off shoulders in truth. Um, yeah, so make sure y'all check your girl out every Monday and Thursday. I did change the days um, just because I've been so caught up with some other things that I'm doing in the community in school as well. I'm working on my bachelor's. Um, and internet marketing. So shout out to all my sisters that's out there getting it. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. This is Music Over Poverty Podcast. Y'all already know. It's your girl, Lady Lou. Peace. <laughs>